<laughs> so, okay, so the problem is we were playing with seven people, and so we mostly did one one sort of killer. No, it, for two two imposters, yeah. you need minimum nine. I agree. But even that, like, you need ten because if you're playing in an online game, mm-hmm. at least one or two people are going to leave when they don't. Right. When they or or drop the N-word. Okay, I have a question. Yep. I'm going to say two words, and then okay. I need you to give me a reaction. I'm ready. Visual tasks. Uh, emptying the airlock. Okay. I'm, like, okay, shooting cool. asteroids. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you have some general understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on following another player? See, I think it's interesting. I think there can be sort of a tacit agreement among you two that, like, we're just, listen, if we haven't killed each other, we're just going to roll. Yeah. And, like, when we're in group... You know, whether it's over Zoom or over text, like we're gonna sort of be like, "Hey, man, we." Were so you're playing with seven people. Were those all in a Zoom call together? Yes. <sighs> See, I'm fucking jealous. See, I that really is wish nice. I'd been in on yeah, that. Yeah, sorry. If, if I, I mean, you were eating dinner. No. <laughs> Not important. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to like play this mm-hmm. game with a group of people talking to each other, so I feel like I'm constantly. It's not unlike my actual right, life in sure. that I'm trying to talk to two people that are reasonable, mm-hmm. one person that's AFK, <laughs> and three people that are probably Nazis. And I'm trying to convince them that I'm not the them. issue yeah. here every time. It was funny. I was never the imposter, but I got clipped twice. And uh, one of our shitty Christians sort of like stalwarts, Kelsey Lair, was on this in this mm-hmm. game and she basically just said i got killed twice because i am bad at lying or i no, she said i always seem like i'm lying <laughs> i mean i think any listener to this podcast would understand why why you might be taken out first in a in a uh you know game about collective trust but i was just walking around i was Wait, like i have a question connecting cables and shit <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. This, i have been clipped for some totally ridiculous reasons yeah. like people being like Oh, you spent too long mm. doing this. Or task. you found the body. That's the worst oh, yeah. one. The self-report is classic. Bitch. <laughs> but I, ha- I will say, having played a little bit of this game, I've gotten some motherfuckers on the self-report. True. Because like, there are times when like mm. somebody self-reports, and you're like, no motherfucker, I can account for every other asshole on this field. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> when I am doing a task, I am not simply doing a task. I am watching. Mm-hmm. I'm watching mm-hmm. my periphery. I'm seeing. <laughs> I saw pink pass from o2 to navigation do not tell me that pink is now quote unquote sus (laughs) (laughs) so michael for the last like week or so has been playing among us and that's about it i'm not very good at my job but i am very good at stepping outside of my job and getting on my phone (laughs) i I will say i'm not very good at among us in part because my um my name is a cab yeah which is inflammatory (laughs) Yeah. Has people me. have opinions about people that. do have opinions some of the times those opinions are good though yeah and that's, that's, I, I think that's why mm. it's worth it is because like i saw a number of like trump 2020 names sure. and it was nice to just sort of exist in direct opposition mm-hmm. to that right and obviously direct opposition to trump 2020 is not biden in 2020 no uh, well okay <laughs> may it never be yeah it, literally the topic <laughs> of our podcast heaven today. forfend good uh, sir <laughs> but I, I i am really envious of your ability to play with other people talking to each other because i feel like that yeah. would bring me back to my youth group days of playing mm. mafia so much stronger yeah i mean i think first of all we need to do this with more of our shitty christian listeners and friends oh, you know what we need to do yep I you know, know where you're how going like with AOC uh-huh. and like they did yeah. that whole like squad people less cool up. and radical than us yeah uh-huh. obviously <laughs> you know normies <laughs> uh we need to do the christian socialist podcast among us stream done yeah we will all of our sort of like 
podcast yeah. buddies. Yeah. Uh, uh, not bread tube, but Eucharist tube. No. <laughs> uh, not bread tube host tube. Yes. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. We should set that up. Uh, good idea. I love it. Uh, look, f- look for that, listeners, coming in 2021. Uh, we'll let very legal, very cool in, even though they're kind of the edgy kids. Yeah, you know, it's funny to they, find they somebody. All, they, all, they claim, they claim yeah. that they're not part of this little enclave, but you know what? I've seen their tweets. They claim not to be this part of this enclave. Then why are you liking my why, why are you liking my tweets, man? Yeah, yeah. What's listen, up with that? Listen. Why'd you invite me on your podcast? <laughs> a little sus. You were implicated. A little sus. Yeah, that's right. Uh, every time we uh, we kick Josiah out first. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just immediately vote to kill him. <laughs> gotta be honest with you how are you feeling it's been a hell of a week we're recording this because this is gonna come out on monday i actually think it's worth mentioning we're yeah. recording this on friday night when we more or less know that joe biden is going to take the presidency but the new york times refuses to budge from 253 I, okay, they're so married one, to 253 one, these, this is fake news okay you're right. Two things. First, welcome to Shitty Christians. My name is Michael Tabor. I'm Zachary Allard. And two, we are not actually recording this on Friday night. We are recording this on Tuesday night, 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 night. <laughs> 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 because I have been living my entire life in limbo, mm-hmm. which like, we knew was going to like, like how it's the 6th April in a row. Exactly. Uh, uh, this, I can't imagine what this like. Like, So we're recording Friday night where like yep. things are relatively assured. Yeah, there's there's all virtually no way there's going to be recounts there's going to be nonsense but like the thing that i was genuinely yeah. concerned about which is trump forcing a legal <laughs> challenge that makes it to the supreme right. court that would obviously mm-hmm. hand it to him like he's not close enough to pull off yeah there's too many states that's the thing is like i'm not gonna pretend i you know actually fuck that i am a legal scholar thank you i'm your lawyer yes, if yes, you're listening agreed. to this i am your lawyer yeah yeah Every DUI you've had, call Zach. Yep. He will definitely show up on your court date. Oh, yeah. No need to talk in advance. Just, you know, send him some money and trust. Thank you. Name it and claim it with Zach as your legal defense. I'll be claiming it. He'll be naming it. <laughs> so, as your lawyer, it yeah. from what I understand... There's like Speaking four, as an expert. Yeah, he's, gonna, he's on track. He may not win this many. Roughly like 300 electoral votes. And he's going to have a margin of three or four states, Biden, to where he's going to win. In other words, it's not a 2000 situation where it was simply Florida. And it was kind of unclear who was ahead. There's three or four states in which Biden is going to win by. I actually think you're doing a disservice to 2000 there. But I agree with you that it's like 2000 hinged on Florida. Right. In a way that, like, this election appears to no longer hinge on state. Right. Although, the margins are so fucking tiny. Oh, the margins are hilariously small. Uh, but they're not, I want to reassure our listeners, they're not crazily different than they were in 2016. And in fact, in sure. some ways, they are bigger. Okay. Don't reassure our listeners, because that would be reassuring our listeners that things are okay, Biden won. No, well, okay. I didn't say that. <laughs> I would never say that. Okay, so. Zach? Yes. 
What are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about, obviously, the aftermath of the election. Yeah. So we uh, are going to be talking about the election. Thank fucking God. <laughs> it's going to be the last time that we have to delve this deep into electoral politics. For oh, a yeah. While. I am basically putting uh, a fatwa on electoral politics for like the next year or so on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, shitty Christians endorsed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're talking about it. And we're going to take a look at like different aspects so mm-hmm. maybe some people are going to take sure. a look at some of the religious response mm-hmm. uh we're going to take a look at some of the california propositions Oof. uh but uh, yeah this is sort of our last hurrah yes for this era and uh you... and we tried to wait until we sort of knew where yep. the dust would lie mm-hmm. which is why like top line what can we say biden squeaked it out yeah and he squeaked it out enough that the electoral college is probably not even going mm-hmm. to look quite as much as a squeak yeah it's not going to look quite as close as it actually was yeah in terms of electoral college enough very close races Mm. that it's not going to look as close as it actually was uh but he came absurdly close to losing this election and we're going to take a look at some of the down ballot races we're going to take a look at the propositions and we're going to talk a little bit about just like where are we at with all of this michael where's your heart (laughs) okay so top line yep biden squeaks it out we'll get into that yeah down the line, Dems take a fucking bath. Oh my god. <laughs> like, Embarrassing. Dems get owned. There's except for Biden, that really the headline of that is Dems got fucking washed. Oh yeah. They have failed to flip the Senate. Yep. Uh there is a chance, you know, as as Libs were telling me today, yep. the Senate is quote unquote still in play because Shut the fuck of up. one runoff election. I guess two, two runoff elections in Georgia. But one that was always gonna be a runoff, and then mm. one unexpectedly runoff election where a guy got forty nine point five percent of the vote and three percent went to libertarians, but no, we're definitely gonna flip that seat. Yeah, Georgia went blue. It's fine. I'm glad enough it went blue. But the the idea that Georgia is going to go from two red senators to two blue overnight yeah. that's uh that's what you would call a hail mary strong yeah um we'll keep moving and then we'll circle back to yeah. some of this polls way off again crazy. crazy off yeah no like wildly off 2016 level off oh yeah for sure yeah uh 100% I'll give Nate Silver this little bit of credit be careful here <laughs> He's beautiful. <laughs> I'll give Nate Silver this little bit of credit. He at least I'm going was to like have sex with him. Kind of screaming about how untrustworthy he was this yeah, time. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> and like, it's not okay. It no. doesn't make it better. But at least he was like, there are some reasons to maybe not trust the things that I am telling you are true or true. And listen, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I appreciated it so much. I clicked out a 538. It was great. <laughs> forever. I, I, oh, yeah, no, me either. But actually, like, never gone back um, from 2016. Props in California go real, real bad. Oof. We'll dig into that yeah. specifically with 22, but pretty much all yeah. of them went back. It was not good. Overall, the thing that was supposed to be the blue wave mm-hmm. uh, was the opposite of that. It's fascinating. Where do you want to start? We're, uh, we're, we're LA types, right? We're yeah. uh, we're invested in our own state. We don't care about the rest of this world. We might as well succeed. Correct? Now, I I consider myself a coastal elite. Now, the reason <laughs> that, in part, I want to talk about the propositions in California is because mm. these things do actually have national. Oh, of significance. course, yes, yeah. and not just the fact that like somebody on Twitter today was like, "Well, Biden would have lost the popular vote without California." It's like, well, we have about fifteen percent of the population, so fuck you. Yeah, so, so that's anything not that, really. In- by the way, anything that happens in California. 
is nationally relevant. Speaking of, uh, terrible things are happening in California. Bummer. Uh, <laughs> I hate that segue. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about Prop 15. So like Prop 15 mm. uh, that closed attacks, heavy quotation marks, loophole actually intentionally set up you know, hold to avoid tax responsibility for people that own commercial properties worth more than $3 million. Gotcha. Uh, failed miserably. That's amazing to me. I'll tell you this. That's like, a per- in terms of percentage, like four, like four people in California who just own a ton of the state. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's just the kind the- of thing that would raise $10 billion in tax revenue mm. while affecting working people not at all. Exactly. Now, what... What people that own uh, massively valuable commercial properties yelled very loudly with lots of their money that mm-hmm. they took from us and then yeah. used to spend to lie to us is that we will raise your rents. And so they turn this into a working class intru- uh, issue explicitly by saying, oh, no, we'll exploit you. Like, oh, Tribal. no, we will we will mafia you. you mm-hmm. We will put the push on you for this. We're not going to pay it. We control the means, but just utterly disgusting. It's like the third fairly significant. Oh yeah. Um, also, any rent, rent control. Yeah. Died Prop again. ten. It died again this round. Uh, but the big one, Prop twenty two. Yeah, because I'm sad about rent control. That impacts you and I's lives a lot. Absolutely. And the rest of our adult lives. Yeah, both <laughs> our lives, but like not even that. Just everyone we know and care yep. about. Literally in every the person. City and also state. Yep. But. It is a local. It is, it's a local one. Prop twenty two has bigger implications. Michael, tell us about Prop twenty two. So Prop twenty two, as I'm sure many of our listeners know, it's been covered a lot of places. Mm. Is the uh, proposition that was brought by Uber, DoorDash, Lyft, yeah, that would keep their uh, employees, their workers, mm-hmm. labeled as independent contractors. After California ruled uh, that all of their workers would have to be classified as employees and thus be able to receive benefits and pay protection and all the things that go along with being an employee. Uh, These companies banded together and spent $200 million to lie to the people of California to say that actually uh, keeping their workers labeled independent contractors was the pro-worker position. Incredible stuff. And I have to say, it's been covered a lot of places, Yeah, but... As a resident of Los Angeles, I have seen these signs everywhere. Their uh, posters constantly. Are up. It's 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 like a mixtape dropping. That's how often like I see Prop Twenty Two on every mm. abandoned building, every like new yeah. piece of construction with the walls up that say no flyers. Like there is always a Prop Twenty Two sign coming from Lyft on those. Uh, I haven't been utilizing any rideshare apps during the pandemic. Yeah, I used one after a flight, and yeah. it was like you open it, and it's like, hey, Prop 22. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to click that I agreed to it, but I did have to click I out of it. I think there's been misreported that you had yeah. to agree with it. I don't think that's ever no, been true. It, it's, uh, at I least... think there are two things that happened. One, it always brought it up for users. Yep. And two, it always uh, gave drivers the option of either agreeing with them mm-hmm. or answering it every time time so you never had to agree to accept a ride i've seen that mm. reported a couple places as far as i know yeah but what did happen is you could either deal with this annoying fucking shit every time you tried to do your goddamn job yeah or you could lie say that this is a thing that you wanted when it didn't and not have to deal with it anymore and then they then exploited that data uh to claim that their drivers were on board with this when actually if we look at exit polls and voting and other you know ways we have of knowing the drivers in, in no way did support this of course not but it is it is 
legitimately insane on a level I think we haven't really seen mm-hmm. to force workers to advocate for their own exploitation. Yeah, I'm sure there's examples of this in the past, but it's it, it is a very 2020 and sort of nakedly obvious one. Yeah. And I don't want to spend too much more time no. on this, so I'll just say it this way. California ballot initiatives are something that I, as a leftist, should be into. I want to be. The direct democracy involved in that I think is really cool, and I think the like wide-reaching implications of it can potentially be really awesome. Well, yeah, for example... If it had, or, you know, if it had gone the right way, mm-hmm. it would have been super fucking cool. Yeah. People just would have given a middle finger to Uber. I would have loved that. I actually disagree with that. Here's why. Because this was already going to be law. Uber oh, was right. able, yeah. like, it was right. already Our, our representatives stone. had already done the right thing. Exactly. Yeah, you're but right. instead, you're right. they were able to pay to first get this thing on the ballot and then pay enough to lie to enough people to change it. But I agree with you in general that things like uh, expunging like uh, fel- felony records so that pe- felons mm-hmm. can vote right. did happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, there was another one. Moving of police funds in, yes. in L.A. Yeah, some some like relatively small but significant to L.A. like uh, rerouting of funds away from like police funding into uh, programs that will help people of color like these things are potentially cool yeah the problem is that they exist in a form of democracy where money is speech exactly and so as we have seen you know i remember i did a lot of campaigning for prop 10 i like knocked on doors for prop 10 last round which was another rent control initiative that would have been statewide and (laughs) i talked to just a shocking number of people, yeah. you know, as somebody that people was told you to stop utilizing <laughs> that. And I did not. <laughs> uh, and there was no way to combat the amount of money that was spent to no. defeat that from uh, corporate property owners. And I know that some of the people that I interacted with that were doing a lot of like phone banking and texting mm. uh, to try to fight prop 22 they were fighting so much misinformation. And they oh, said yeah. they would spend five to 10 minutes just trying to explain what this proposition would actually do. And it was insane. Um, we live in a world where we can lie about the things that like our votes are doing. Right. And, and, and when you can pay for as many lies as you want. The final thing I have to say about that is this is not just a California thing. No. That's... Unlike a lot of the propositions, like... This is already something. The reason that Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, all of these shitty companies were willing to spend $200 million on this is not because they needed it to be true in California. Mm. It's because they needed it to to be true in our nation. And they're already seeing these sort of like astroturfed right-to-work initiatives pop up in Iowa, in Wisconsin, in I I think Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, But like... Already we are seeing these things pop. There are going to be more legal challenges that are going to reference this as precedent. Yep. And it is a very, very dangerous ruling for workers' rights. And I genuinely think they were able to lie to enough people to pass it in one place. And now they're going to use that as a wedge to make it as true as they can for the rest of our country. We're all going to be gig workers. So, Michael, what else is going on? Okay, moving desperately onward. I I do have to bring up one more thing before we leave the great state of California. Nithya Raman won her L.A. City Council uh, role, defeating an incumbent who had claimed to be a progressive and was desperately not. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just fucking rad. It went to a runoff last time. That's right. uh, And, God, I am... I'm just so thrilled that she it went that way. Fucking rules. Somebody who's fought mightily. Yes. Uh, for housing for homeless people, for homeless, yes. the rights of our unhomed mm. brothers and sisters, 
somebody who has done the work, uh, somebody who is DSA endorsed. That's right. And taking down a moneyed candidate, oh, uh, an Obama, if you will. Somebody that promised change and brought none. That's the technical term for yeah. money candidate. <laughs> yeah, anyway. absolutely. So you're good. I don't think that he had any drones, but uh, you know. But he would have if he could have. Absolutely. So I'm just. No, that is lovely. There have been, DSA endorsed candidates won 84% of their races. Wow. I didn't know that. Progressive candidates do well. This is not an insane thing to say. Okay. People like stuff. Propositions in California went pretty ugly. Down ballot for Biden. Our down, down ballot for Democrats went pretty poorly. Let's talk about Biden a little bit. Biden, Biden, Biden. Yeah. I'm a Biden. I, uh, I'm riding Biden. What can I say? Get off, Hunter. We're trying to do a podcast. I will not. That's exactly. <laughs> Take those Skittles out of your mouth. I have many, many thoughts yeah. about Joseph Biden. What happened? Set us up. I think... Uh, Michael Hobbs, who's an HuffPo reporter, which means I cannot advocate for anything else that he says. I haven't read his work, but I did see this pop up on Twitter today, and I think he nailed it uh, when he said, "This is the least disappointed in Biden you will ever you are ever going to be." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, he should come on the pod. If know, he's got right? those kinds of bombos. Okay, so Biden, uh, Biden squeaked out a victory. Uh, there's a chance that it is going to be a more convincing electoral college victory than it actually was. Uh, in reality, if you look at the individual races, we're probably not going to fill up the Senate. We lost seats in the House. The GOP actually outperformed Trump. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. Writ large. Uh, I think we have to acknowledge from the top, this is a huge L for Democrats. Oh, there's no other way to view there's this. There's no way. And Think like, how fucking beasted during a pandemic where a quarter million people died and 30, 40 million people are still unemployed. Yes. During an unemployment epidemic and a literal health epidemic we... during the record of it trump got covid two fucking weeks ago <laughs> i know uh during all of that we squeaked out a win we just managed to bring it in way to go democrats and i say we i'm not a fucking democrat yeah 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 the, uh, the, the, I, the we is is, is not totally yeah, accurate but there, like but... this was supposed to be the blue wave this was supposed yeah. to be 2018 made good this I, was supposed I, I to thought be that's what was gonna happen i really did yeah i i i will confess to something i genuinely bought into a little bit of the lie of electability when it comes to biden me too the polls looked good and I was like, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. I think everything he stands for is shitty. Oh, so shitty. But at the end of the day, I guess I can feel like good about my confidence that Biden is going to take the White House. And I didn't even get that. I know. I think it's wild. I don't know if this is the place for it. But I think it's wild that Trump got nearly 70 million votes. Trump increased his total vote count. Yes. I think that gets a little bit overplayed in the sense that, like, the overall voter yeah, engagement increased a lot. But he still increased his base by 5 million people. But I think much more importantly for yes, me, this is what, as you know, this is the money, the diversity of his base. Yeah. So tell us about it. And then I kind of no, want to talk about it. You tell okay. me about it. Trump went up in every single demographic except white men. He went up with women. He went up with Hispanics, got a higher percentage of Hispanic men and women. Mm -hmm. He got a higher percentage of black men and women. He diversified his coalition. There's, okay. So, yeah, I want to say I, this, I've got a little bit of a long, not long, but like a little no, bit. Of no, no. I want to hear this because this is like this huge. to me is the story of the election mm -hmm. since roughly 2012 when Mitt Romney got fucking just destroyed by Barack Obama. 
everyone said the Republicans have been dead. And even after 16, they were saying this is just premature. This is their this is their dying gasp. This yes. is their last stab at power. I, I remember in 2012, this is relevant. I remember in 2012, Mitt Romney saying, but I won the white vote, which is very funny. All the people who want to rehabilitate <laughs> Mitt Romney, he's a fucking little quizzling bitch. Yeah. Don't ever forget that. Yeah, he gave you those Supreme Court justices That's right. get fucked. And I I have this like, I kind of bought into this too, that like the, 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 the line from Democrats was simple. The Obama coalition was unbeatable. Young people, people of color, blah, blah, blah. And the lie was always that like the white population has been consistently decreasing in this country for 40 years mm -hmm. and that there was a tipping point where and especially they said when Trump um, came to power and the Republican Party lurched even further to the right. There's some disagreement about how legitimate that is, especially when you think of the Bush years. But like, let's say more openly white nationalists. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah. I, I would agree with that. And there, the, the argument was there's no way that this party can be anything but the minority party. They would be swept into the dustbin of history. I've read a thousand Atlantic and New York Times articles to that effect. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, 100%. The, the, the demographics will absolutely invalidate any potential for future Republicans. Right. You don't have to worry about yeah. them. They're, they're, they're an iPhone 6. That's right. They've yeah. been out of date for a while now. They're not even getting security updates. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's irresponsible. <laughs> But turns out that you have one of the most xenoph openly xenophobic, virulent racists in the White House. Yeah. And he expands his share. What he did that I think I can't emphasize enough that I, I, I almost want to write an article about this. Like he built a new coalition for Republicans. That is what happened. Even in losing, the yeah. Republicans now, you know what they have? They have sustainability. This makes me feel a lot, even though he lost after Obama in 2008 when he's like, the Democrats are back. Like, I have built a new coalition. Mm -hmm. This makes the Republicans sustainable. They can hold on to the Senate during a pandemic. They can gain seats in the House during a pandemic. And the presidency is pretty close and building into communities of color while you have a president who says all the things he says about all these people, who says all the things he says about Black Lives Matter and Hispanics, yep. and he still makes gains. That is fucking terrifying. I don't, I mean, I care. I, I, I'm happy Trump is going to leave office, Absolutely. I guess. Yeah, not even a guess. Not a pro Trump podcast. We talk a lot yeah. of like shit and also sugar about Trump because yeah. he's a ridiculous figure. But he's he's a fucking Nazi. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he's fuck evil. That dude he's forever. evil. And I the only thing I'm going to enjoy, which we're going to get into, is his downfall. Absolutely. But but I tell you what he fucking did. This is a victory. He may not live to reap the benefits of it. This is a huge victory. He would have won if it weren't for the pandemic. I have no. I would oh, stake no. my it life been on that. A landslide. I would stake your that, life that on that. That Ben Garrison red wave. That oh, yeah. weird. <laughs> that weird wave yeah. of COVID blood. It's that, it's, like, it's it's not good. No, man. that 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 absolute insufferable Freudian comment. <laughs> oh, that would have so been America's reality. Oh yeah. Without no. Corona. Totally. And so I just want to say the headline for me, fine Biden winning, but the headline for me is that Republicans can do this for another 30, 40 years yeah. before we even talk about the Supreme Court. They have built a new diverse coalition, whether you like it or not. And they built it on racism, on xenophobia, on nationalism. Sexism. And on the failure of Democrats to care for the material concerns of people whose votes they've taken for granted for decades. Thank you. Fucking thank you. You know who didn't have a problem with the Hispanic vote? Mm, who? I don't know. I don't know. Probably Elizabeth Warren, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I seem to have this foggy memory. of. Anyways, I'm not here to do a Bernie would have won thing. I genuinely think the path for Bernie would have been hard, but it would have been more honest and it wouldn't have had the same failure points. I think you would have taken Florida at least. Who knows about the rest? Here's what we do know. 
We do know that this election, whatever win is squeaked out, and sure. however much every live in your life tries tries to change <laughs> the goalposts yeah. from what was supposed Always. to be a blue wave yep. to like, well, he won. So clearly, because it was hard that he won, he was the only electable candidate, which I've already seen a thousand times. Mm-hmm. What we were dealing with is a candidate that had everything stacked in his deck, and he still barely brought it home. That I can't get over that, man. He's going to bring it home with recounts. He's going to bring it home two weeks from now after like people that yeah. hate him have to hang on to their last vestigial interest in democracy just to bring it home for him. He could have been a few thousand votes down in two states, and he would have lost this election in the Supreme Court. Like he, yeah. We were talking about a incredibly 100%. weak run yeah there's and he's still going to and like they've already moved speaking of moving the goalposts they've already moved the goalposts on like people they can confirm because they're like well we don't have the senate so we're gonna have to be more centrist yeah. like that was in politico you know they've they're already they okay, are already election, cons- we have to become more centrist if we win the election we have to become more centrist cool nancy pelosi yelling at people people talking about how we need no more mentions of socialism like already trying to downplay things like black black lives matter in the house like they will Mr. Shoot him in the leg. If they had, like, this has been a blue wave, they would have said we don't need socialists. And because it wasn't a blue wave, blue wave they're saying we don't need socialists. Yeah, they're saying the socialists hurt. We're us. not going to talk much about electoralism for a while. So I'm going to say this now. The Democratic Party either has to be destroyed or beaten down to be a party of the voters. Those are your two options. Yeah. I, I told, I told, I told Kelsey, you know, our, our sort of longtime guest. I told her, I was like, I'm never vote. I voted for Biden. I tastes like ash in my mouth i will not be voting for another regular democrat ever again until the until this shit gets right and i didn't vote for biden sure and it still honestly tasted like ash in my mouth yeah because as much as i like i had the luxury of voting in a non-swing state right yeah it doesn't matter in california uh i also knew that like there was no strategic value to my other vote right like yeah i didn't have another option no so, like, that that wasn't anything other than, like, just acknowledging that I didn't have to deal with it. Anyways. This is a failure. Oh, it's huge. A it's a mad failure. Everyone is going to tell you that this is a victory. Yeah. That this is the only way this victory could have happened. Don't listen to them. Two weeks ago, they were telling you they were going to take the Senate with three seats. Two weeks ago, they were telling you it was going to be a landslide, that Texas was in play, that Florida was in play, that North Carolina was in play, that this was going to be a repudiation of everything, not just mm. Donald Trump the person, yep. but Donald Trump the, the, the ideology. The eros, if you will. And you know what? That is just fucking not true. Nope. Not even, it's not even close. Our fight against nationalism and fascism is just beginning. That's right. Electoralism, I am not entirely discounting, especially at the like local and state level, as a way to like sure. partially fight that battle. Nithy Raman. That is not our battle anymore. No. It's just not. Yeah, I'm just over it. <laughs> so, like, let's take a look, I think, at some of the uh, democratic fundamental truths that we now know are lies. Okay. I think this is like. I'm kind we've of. Already sort of been I'm looking forward to this. It. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into it. And I just need to say. Because there are some people that I think listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think we have many bad faith listeners to this podcast. I think we have a really good podcast. I think we have some bad ass listeners <laughs> yeah, to this yeah, podcast. Yeah. What up? Um, <laughs> but for anyone that might be relatively new to this and a little bit confused. Sure. Republicans are fascists and Democrats are Republicans. Yeah, that's it's that simple. I would 
I would. We could spend more time yeah. yelling at the fascists, but it wouldn't help. Yeah. Look, I would never say it would be better for Trump to be elected than Biden. It's obviously better that Biden gets elected, but Biden still fucking sucks. <laughs> but as we have already acknowledged in previous episodes, neoliberalism is just one step towards fascism. That's right. And I am genuinely concerned. Yeah. That of what two or four years of ineffective neoliberal policy will mean for the future of our nation writ large. Well, I'm, I'm concerned yeah. what it means for the Senate and House in 2022. 20, uh, mm-hmm. And I'm concerned what it means for a smarter, faster, younger, more... Sexier. Impossible. Uh, Trump <laughs> in 2024. But, okay, I'm getting off topic. Yeah. You keep trying to bring me to my anchor. I'm sorry. I'm, try- I'm trying to edge our way to it, just like Biden in this election. That was a good tweet. <laughs> Centrism equals electability. Yes. Lie. Yeah. Absolute lie. What? How can you believe that after 2016 and so 2020? I can, hear, I can hear our more liberal-brained listeners. Hello, we love you. Welcome. I can hear you saying, you, you're you saying that Bernie would have won. You can't know that. And, this is, and I agree with you. It's a counterfactual. I didn't get the fucking yeah. opportunity to prove my goddamn point. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you if Bernie would have won. But what I can tell you is that centrism lost yeah i i know that from many elections in a row now yeah but i especially know it from this one where the blue wave got us a non-flip senate yep. lost house seats yep. and a barely won presidency that's right this was the promise mm-hmm. people are going to lie to you now they're going to tell you that like hey this was always going to be a really tough race. yeah but no this was the promise from the jump is that we have to choose biden you know why down ballot races oh that's right yeah he's gonna bring all these people with him all these down ballot people they don't want to be arguing about whether or not they're socialists yeah democratic avengers that's what they're gonna have to do if bernie's the guy so like we need to give him a nicer face at the front so that they can fall in behind mm-hmm. that and we can yep. carry this thing all the way through the senate through the house through the presidency nope whiffed it didn't didn't happen whiffed Even. it in a pandemic whiffed it the president kill a quarter of a million people (laughs) no incumbent has had as bad fundamentals going against him as trump since probably gerald ford yeah i mean name one yeah uh mostly Mm -hmm. how establishment democrats responded to this issue was by swearing fealty to republican talking points oh and sometimes literal republicans i'm looking at you lincoln fucking project amy mcgrath and the lincoln project amy saying i will be more loyal to <laughs> that's Mitch still McConnell. that's still the funniest thing and they spent 88 million dollars on that race sus number <laughs> well done 88 million dollars so that someone can pledge fealty to trump and eat shit by 20 a lot of these centrists yeah tried to move right why wouldn't they biden's moving right yeah uh and they still ate shit you know why because you can't out republican a republican can't do it it's impossible it's impossible to beat them because they the people that vote for Republicans, as much as they like to claim otherwise, they don't care about policy. No. This is not about this mm. is not about quote unquote sound fiscal doctrines. <laughs> have, have you have you looked at the budget recently? I know, I know, I know. People <laughs> claim to care oh, it's so about funny. the deficit. You know the only motherfucker on the goddamn planet that actually gives a shit about the deficit? Nancy Pelosi. Oh, Nancy yeah. Pelosi yeah. is a deficit hawk. 
And yeah. it does not speak well of her that she is that, but she's also the only motherfucker that is sincerely it's gives very a shit funny. about a goddamn death set. Evil shit. Evil shit. Republicans should vote for it. Anyways, um, you can't have a Republican or Republican. No. They're going to win you on the culture war every time. Yeah. I... They're not interested in being met in the middle. Why would they? They have the people that are out there to live right. right there. They're building a fucking coalition. They're bringing people in. <laughs> They're growing. There's no other way to view this yep. than a rebound from 2018. It is happening. Without Corona, we would have lost for sure. It's insane. I wouldn't have even been, it would not have been close. I, I am terrified. Uh, you know, Joe Biden, we know he's not going to send any stimulus checks no. to the rest of us, no. but he should at least send the family of every victim of Corona a fruit basket. He owes them that much. His election was literally a stair step oh, of their deaths. And he, I, do you remember the Lemmings, the video game? Of course. Of course. I designed Lemmings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Joe Biden's campaign is, is just a Lemmings level where you have to sacrifice the lives of a quarter of a million people to make it to the end. <laughs> That's all it is. That's all it is. Just so you can squeak through as close <laughs> as you can. Like, Joe Biden, 90s video game programming, it happened. That was the last time his brain worked, too. So We already talked about polls a little bit, but another Democratic too. Polls way off again. Uh, they're going to they're gonna reconfigure this. They're going to lie to you. They're going to say, oh, yeah. hey, we've got a whole new system. Yeah, I guess the last thing that I have to say about like demographic shifts mm-hmm. is I remember I forget if it was during like the primaries or like early into like Biden's campaign where yeah. his campaign manager said that uh, the Hispanic vote was not an important part of Biden's electoral process. Oh, you mean the largest uh, sort of uh, ethnic group in the Democratic Party and the second largest in the country? That's all? Yeah, that's all. Okay, uh, cool, cool, bro. Uh, you know the the people that have made uh, have been made the literal and figurative whipping post of mm-hmm. the entire Trump administration. The people that might have a vested interest yeah. in outing the person that has done nothing but villainize them uh, for the past four years. Uh, but then again, you know, Biden was doing that before that, just qu- more quietly. There might be. N- there might be nothing more damning than Trump taking taking more of the Hispanic vote from Biden than he did from Hillary. I think I th- I totally agree with that. There are some specific districts that are very damning in that regard. <laughs> yeah. I also look at places like Florida voting for a progressive fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. Some candidate a long time ago made that a plank. I don't remember who though. Shocking and Donald Trump. <laughs> incredible yeah that's why i firmly believe bernie who made 15 dollars and an hour minimum wage one of his main things i think that he would have won florida hey hey that got more hey, votes than Zachary, either of them you can't prove a counterfactual and that is true we needed electability listen you're right we can't prove a counterfactual what we can prove is that your centrist underperformed he's yeah. gonna squeak out a white house and you're gonna tell me that that's fucking awesome and you're gonna tell me that, that means that this was all worth it and you can tell me that this fucking lincoln project bullshit was all part of your plow but the final lie that i want to disprove is that like courting republicans works yeah because it didn't no no a higher percentage of republicans voted for trump than last <laughs> which is absurd wild shocking yeah I mean, please this is, please this never been... fucking bring to me the myth of the moral republican ever again oh, they're yeah. cut they're cutthroats or they don't have or they like don't know better there's one of the two listen if you were talking to me about a moral republican it's not that they don't know better, it's that you don't. 
because I can't count the number of yes. times I have seen on Twitter in the past couple days people being like, <laughs> look at John McCain's, you know, uh, concession speech. Isn't this just, you know, it's such an example of what democracy can look like and an honorable Republican for uh, one of the most virulent warmongers <laughs> one of, the worst, of the past. One of the worst people. Of the past ever. The man <laughs> the man that's saying bomb, 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 Iran in between calling his second wife that he cheated on his disfigured first yep. wife with a beep. Yep. You can censor that. <laughs> <laughs> On camera, in on camera. front of reporters, after she teased him about his hair. We are talking about one of the worst human beings that has ever oh, lived. Yeah. Just, just dancing on his grave. We're, we're recording this from John McCain's grave. For the record, story. his heiress second wife that he left, his first wife that he consistently cheated on for so that he could fund his political campaigns, now part of the uh, the Biden transition team. Incredible stuff. Uh, criminal's gonna criminal. So, okay, Zach. There's a couple things we have to get to, but first, how are you feeling? So, I think we both. There's one thing we share. We feel a little differently. Yes. But I do think we share a fundamental emptiness. Mm -hmm. So I want to say I'm about to say some things that don't seem that way, but filled. This has been true from long right. before the of election. Of course. But just absolutely filled with despair. Yeah. I'm done with electoral politics for the foreseeable future. Particularly on a national level. Just done. Just yeah. uh, As soon as they call the election, I'm deactivating my Twitter for a while. Like, things like that. Like, mm -hmm, I'm done. Mm -hmm. But I will say, <laughs> I'm having a little more fun with schadenfreude than I expected. Mm -hmm. I am really, I am really enjoying the pictures of MAGA people praying outside of Arizona. <laughs> Not just praying, wailing. Wait, oh, just like, <laughs> like it's the way, like, it's just... I, uh, there was an NPR report that just came out an hour ago. New. Aides have been counseling President Trump that legal options to fight election results are limited. It's dawning on him he could lose, a source tells NPR. He <laughs> never thought he could lose. <laughs> like, that's great. I love that. Like, that's, that, that, I'm sorry, it's funny to me. Again, fuck the Democrats, whatever. You know how I feel about the DNC. But it's also funny to watch yeah, but, the MAGA but world listen, implode. Listen, I grew up on Indiana Jones. Yeah. I know what it's like. For a rapist to beat Nazis. And that'd be a good thing. <laughs> if you don't understand that, do careful Googling. So I'm, I'm having a little You don't fun. have to Google. It's in the text of the film. Yeah, go rewatch Indiana Jones 1. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a little more fun than I expected. Yeah, so you were just... I'm having you a good just, time. You're vibing, man. My You're soul is fun. empty, but I'm like, I'm like posting about it. I'm yeah. like ma making fun of libs, being like, we have to arrest the president. It's like, dude, he's done. I'm like, I like thoroughly enjoyed uh, his news experience? conference. Yeah, tell me about. I that. enjoyed. See, at the end when he just walks away, <laughs> I thought that was great. Like they're like yelling at him, and like fuck most of the press for like being bootlickers but like they're like cutting away from him in the middle of it fox news cuts away reporters are yelling at him yeah, only five years too late I, do they decide to cut course, away from the president when he's live fuck the media the media's complicit in all of this uh the thing i said about that was like they they will let him call mexicans rapists but they can't countenance him losing yeah and that tells you everything you know about power. But I'm still having kind of fun. I'm having a good time watching him kind of flail about, give sad speeches. Like, I remember a buddy of ours saying that he was like, just heart, his heart's not in it. I'm like, that's what I'm happy about. His heart's not in it, <laughs> it anymore. Was, it was the most <laughs> low energy coup, coup attempt that I have ever seen. Low it was energy incredible. Trump! 
He's become joy. He's become Jeb, and that's that's fun for it me. It was it was so good watching him be like us. Like, listen, <laughs> okay, like I'm probably gonna shove like my last three quaaludes up my ass tonight and die. But first, I just want to say that like we're gonna take this to the highest court of the land. Democracy is in shambles. They won't let the people that I have uh, radicalized to scream at people trying to do their job. Uh, into the places where they're trying to do their job. And that clearly means that democracy is broken. Um, like, okay, listen, listen, we love ballots. Everyone loves ballots. We all we all agree that ballots are the best. Uh, I, I have lots of close personal friends who are ballots, and I, I support them. I don't agree with their lifestyle choices, but, um, you know, I'm glad that I have them in my life. I just think that they should be burned in an incinerator. And or counted depending on the geographic location. <laughs> it's just, my favorite last detail of that is Trump tweeting multiple times, sometimes an hour. Mm-hmm. Stop the count in all caps. When he's behind in the count. Yeah. When he is... would still lose. Yeah. Like he uh, could win Pennsylvania and still lose. And like, so I'm just. I don't even remember I'm kind which of, it's uh, very funny. alt-right ghoul it was. But somebody was like, how would the Democrats feel <laughs> if. Uh, they were behind and we abolished the electoral college and everyone was just like good because it's undemocratic yeah like you, you that's, asshole it's not an own this election wouldn't be that close yeah there's <laughs> you can't say that about somebody that's winning both you yeah, dick like, like it's so funny anyways so michael um, i feel like i'm vibing yeah you you were having a much better time than me i feel like an insane person <laughs> okay so but like what's different the last <laughs> the last 72 hours not unlike the last 72 years <laughs> have been me screaming at libs in the wilderness sure. because all that i see i don't actually have a ton of of conservative contact outside of direct family. Sure. Yeah, uh, outside of the people you're related yeah, to. Outside outside of the people whose genes I carry. Um, <laughs> I have done a lot to sort of, you know, just be like, hey, I don't need I don't need this in my life. Sure, totally. But what I do have is a lot of people operating in leftist spaces who think they are leftist but are actually liberals. That it, those people do suck. And I can't stop screaming at them like the scientists in mm. a, a, a bad 90s disaster <laughs> movie that like no you don't understand this isn't what winning looks like right. and they're just so thrilled they are just oh, so wait. tickled pink true and i realize like i i am the naysayer i am the killjoy i'm the man trying to steal a piece of joy from them mm. in 20 fucking 20 where joy is hard to come by it is it is not a great place to be in personally. And I, I don't begrudge them for their anger face emojis in response to my vitriol. But oh, I just can't get over how many people in and around me believe that this means that we defeated fascism. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, here's the thing. I'm with you. I just already gave up on long ago no, ever I, having that. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. You, you're already you. We've been talking about the black pill, yeah. all year. Mm-hmm. But like, you were always the true believer in the black yeah, pill. I was ready, and I am the man that's going to be in the Facebook comments. <laughs> 
fighting my way down the line, it's not going to save Wait, me. Which one of us is more blackpilled? I honestly am not it's sure. It's not going to save me. But like, oh man, you're the true believer, man. I genuinely, I just, I need people to understand that, like, that we've lost, yeah. Ineffectual neoliberal policies are only going to do more damage in the long term. They are short term good. I would never, I would never claim that Biden is somehow more racist or worse than Trump. No. I would only claim that he has killed more people overseas, (laughs) done more structural harm to to more people in America, Mm. and does not care about changing the harm that Trump has done. 100%. Here's Um, the thing Trump. Being reelected leads to another crazy fascist. Yeah. Biden being elected leads us to another crazy fascist. We all, you and I agree on everything. Uh, <laughs> I think that in having this conversation briefly, we do need to acknowledge that there are a lot of genuinely bad things that are truly not entirely Democrats' fault. I'm talking about gerrymandering, sure. talking about voter suppression, I'm totally. talking about dark money in politics. Mm. Like, uh, I think there are genuinely the electoral college in general which yeah. has been a big topic but i actually think gen- gerrymandering and voter suppression dark money are much yeah. more like yeah important yeah, yeah. issues although you know if we're talking dark money we're also i was about, about to say Democrats. dark money are also in Denver. Um, yeah. and and gerrymandering when they were in power but that hasn't been for a while um <laughs> voter suppression they're generally a little better on yeah. a little these are real problems mm-hmm. these are real things that stack yeah. the deck against us these are real things that cause people to yell like Hey, we won the popular vote. Why doesn't that matter? But like, I just need to clarify: Democrats will not fight any of no. those battles. They will do nothing because, in the end, they would rather lose and not change the system than win and be accountable to voters. They will complain when they lose mm-hmm. about all of these things, but they will do nothing to change them. They have done nothing to change them. Nope, because they had eight years. A pretty unfettered rule. The yeah. last thing I want to say about that, and then you, you can you can respond to yeah. it or not, but this is the last thing I'm going to say on this topic. Democrats do not run to win your votes. They have no interest in winning your votes. They run against Republicans, purely. Mm-hmm. That is it. It is that simple. Democrats have no interest in you and the policies they even purport to, to, to support. They have... It is always a power structure between oligarchs. And that is why you never hear Biden talk about voters or policy, really. You only hear him talk about Trump. Because we are completely irrelevant to the equation. Because he spent an entire election courting Republicans that only went harder for Trump. Totally. Because uh, the Lincoln Project is one of the uh, most effective grifts. Oh, it's such a grift. An incredible grift. There are other podcasts you can go to for all the details on that. But holy mother of God, did they raise a ton of money to try to convince Democrats to vote Republicans. And then they didn't give a fuck about Republicans voting for Republicans. The last thing I want to say is like, I can't enjoy this because libs are treating this moment like they personally stormed the bunker at Berlin. (laughs) Which, by the by, I just learned was called the Fuhrer Bunker. (laughs) Which I think is pretty cute. Germans are pretty cool that way. Hey, Uh, I just want to say, say what you will about Hitler killed hitler <laughs> Sorry, nobody else killed hitler yeah uh hitler one for one on killing hitler uh Wait, but hitler think... better at killing fascists than any democrat i mean this is what i'm saying is like they think that they solved this problem and this as they're losing like as as the wave of nationalism is rising up around them they're like we fucking did it man they are like every video game character 
after they beat the final yeah. boss, but about five minutes before they set up the sequel, where they're just like fucking owned, man. This is awesome. I'm about to go like fuck whoever over here. It's Mass Effect. We can choose who we want that to be. But like two seconds before uh, the next big bad shows up, and it's just like by the by, this is just getting started. That's every lib right now. Okay. Religious reactions. We're 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 a, we're a Christian podcast. Sure. We care about such things. Uh-huh. Three things, very quickly. Christians, evangelicals specifically, stuck by their guy. Yep. It's too early to say for sure, especially in an era of like early voting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it appears to be the case. But like based on exit polling, we'll have more data. But like just on what we know, evangelicals stuck heavily by Trump. Catholics broke a little, which is hilarious. Evangelicals being worse than Catholics, incredible stuff. Hard, hard to do. Incredible stuff. You both love sex best so much. Oh, just, it's the only um, thing that animates them anymore. Uh, but it's funny that like Biden's fake Catholicism was enough to convince, to be clear, like 6% of Catholics. But Yeah, like, it's not impressive. Yeah. Anyways, do not let the Catholics win. That's what I have to say. Um, surprisingly, or perhaps not, the SBC ghouls have kept their traps shut. Hmm. I was trolling. Yes. Deep diving on SBC Twitter today post, <laughs> trying to get a single tidbit. I mean, these looking are people, for masturbation material. Of course, always. I said what I said, <laughs> but like Albert Moeller a week ago was like, "I am full throated voting for Trump." Oh, sure, and I course. genuinely, of all the people, I was like, "This motherfucker is going to have a like democracies in jeopardy post." Nope, mm. they are sitting this round out. Wild, hardcore. They. And here's they what already, I have to say. Yeah, go they got what they wanted. They got what they wanted. They got what they wanted. They, wanted. they got the judges. They got the pro-life candidates. There's like 11 new pro-life House representatives. Yeah, they're fine. They're playing the long con. Yeah. Which is amazing. But I genuinely thought maybe one or two of them would step up to bat because mm-hmm. it kind of seemed like they were going to. But you know what? These guys listened to uh, to the parables. They're not oaks. They're willow trees. They, they, they're willing to bend with the tides, man. Their their project is generational, they and they're know winning. What they're doing. Yeah, no, they've got they they they're 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 already ahead. House I'm sure top. somebody will pop their like oh, yeah. shitty little head out of their uh, and that'll be fine. Their hole at some point, and we'll we'll find them. But in the meantime, it was fascinating that these people that have been screaming mm-hmm. about Trump and critical race theory, like they have all retreated to like at best a pro life den. Which brings us to our final little mention in the evangelical category. I'm talking, of course, about Paula Dean White. Oh, yes. Friend of the pod. Uh, She's on next week. Who has been hosting two and a half hour prayer services each night since the election. I'm getting tired just thinking about that. Uh, I admire her commitment to the pod. Oh, yeah. I mean, even with no editing, that is a surprising amount of content. Man, that's a lot of work. And she does it with her family. She's got her son on there. No. No good. So you may have seen this video. This is one of the most viral post-election moments. Is Paula White uh, screaming first in tongues and then chanting for angels from Africa and South America to come to the aid (laughs) of Donald Trump Hmm. in his... Not sure that's going to work out for you. re-election campaign, which I'm just going to point out that if Donald Trump wanted (laughs) angels from those specific continents to show up, he maybe should have rethought a couple of his policy positions. Wait, wait. 
she wants shithole angels to come save Donald yeah. Trump. Angels from the <laughs> shithole uh, heavens to show up. Uh, no, it's bad. It's um, the angels tried to come. They just ended up being detained. Ice is just busy yeah. starving them in cages. Yeah, uh, all of the angels have corona now. It's not actually fucking funny. It's not good, man. Uh, you should see what it does to wings. The seraphim are fucked up. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it's all those eyes are swollen. It's it's a real mess. Have you ever seen a being with sixty eyes have pink eye? Don't know. It's no good. <laughs> Not as bad as that being has seen. That being with 60 eyes have pink eyes. This became a viral moment, but before we get there, I'm just going to dig a little bit more into the actual event. Because it turns out that not just Paula, Paula White, but actually her son and her assistant were also speaking at this. And I actually think that got a little more interesting, shall we? Um, Todd Lamphere mocked the idea of Jesus as some long-haired hippie living out in the desert in a VW van wearing a little togo with beards and incense because Jesus Christ was a warrior. He's a fighter. You need to understand something. The Christian life is a battleground, not a playground. But but Jesus literally was a long-haired hippie <laughs> in the desert. Like, that's just an accurate description. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus never lifted a sword. He was not, in fact, a warrior. He specifically had some things to say to the people that tried to pick up the sword. Now, listen, he didn't say anything about guillotines, and I no. think that's important. It's important. It's, it's, important. Different it's a different object. It's a totally different it's thing. another thing. He flipped some tables. We're yeah. into that. But no, the, the idea... He's not an operator. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Are you sure? Because Jesus as an operator would be pretty cool. Jesus being <laughs> showing on the cross, and instead of being like, God, I accept this, uh, mm. hopping down off there pulling an AR-15 off his back and being like, high caliber redemption for you motherfuckers. Alright, we're gonna be doing a Patreon to make that anyways, actual film. Anyways, um, yeah, Jesus Christ was not an operator. Nor was he a warrior. Nor was he a fighter. Uh, he was a person that wanted to, um, you know, radically change systems on behalf of the oppressed, as he, you know, told his followers to do. Uh, but man, it is it is fucking lame to try to turn jesus into rambo just, that's not okay it's, it's not okay it's, it's boring then so that was her assistant yep then her son steps up to the toy and declares himself king david <laughs> and that he is uh, sexually assaulting yeah, women exactly. over tops. like i don't know <laughs> exactly. it's, that's not good i mean it, it's at least in keeping with the people he supports right it seems accurate yeah um no so he he says i know that I'm a David. And then he points at the sky and he says, I'm your David and you are my God. Okay, so you understand that like David was picked by God, not the other fucking way around. Yeah. Like David wasn't like, yo, dude, I'm going to be king. It this was... is the ultimate name it and claim it to be like, not only am I like asking for a Ferrari <laughs> or like a hot youth pastor wife, like, you know what I'm asking for is to inhabit the being of an ancient king in your eyes so that you look upon me as you did this massively morally failed being that you still somehow nonetheless use even though that like it's just super good i love that no matter how far we go into the evangelical category yep. what, what do we arrive at there's always a Don Jr. This is this is Bioshock sequels, man. There's always a lighthouse. There is always a fail son. Like, 
I see that. Yeah, yeah that's great. I love that. That makes There's me really happy. There's always a Trump Tower. There's always a fail. There's always a Jerry Falwell Jr. No, yeah. it's true. Continue. Um, and then, of course, the prayer itself, which I think... Strike and strike, but angels have even been dispatched from Africa right now. Africa right now. Africa right now. From Africa right now. They're coming here. They're coming here. In the name of Jesus from South America. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here. From Africa. From South America. Angelic forces. Angelic reinforcement. Angelic reinforcement. Angelic However many remixes exist out there oh, in the world, and yes. there are many, and many of them are worthy of your time. But I, I think nothing can, like, quite express the way that Paula White both aspires desperately to and fails to have any rhythm. Well, come on. It's in, <laughs> it's in the name. It's in the haircut, at the very yeah. least. Um, yeah, the uh, the tongue uh, freestyle, mm. not her strongest. I'm just I'm just saying, like, you know how Nicki Minaj did a yes. verse on Monster, and yep. then she decided it wasn't strong enough. Mm. She went back and re-recorded another verse, and it ended up being the thing that kind of yeah. like broke her. Totally. Like Paula White should have taken another mm. pass at this tongues interlude. White people should not scat. <laughs> That's sort of my thing with with demons or angels or e- or, or or people of color do or not, or demons do- of scat. Do not scat. Yeah. It's uh, it's not ideal. No. The last thing I have to say about yes. that is just that, like, listen, we here at Shitty Christians like to do the deep dives. I've only been able to read one article about this and see the viral videos about it. I'm going to need somebody to go deep on these, on these prayer nights because I need the two and a half hour cut. Oh, I need to know exactly... How many times Paula White intones angels from Africa to fly uh, business class transcontinental to arrive just in time, like the lawyers from Texas, to stop the count in Pennsylvania. Like, I need to know exactly what I need to know what, what the angels food options were on the flight. I need to know I need to know every detail. So anyone that has any more information about the specific uh, you know, spiritual warfare that Paul White is bringing to the table. Please reach yeah, out to the pod. Hit us up. Uh, it's really special. I'm genuinely curious to hear hear more evangelical response, but yes. I also think it is quite telling that, like, for the most part, they're fat and happy. Speaking of fat and happy, it's time for me to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zachary Allard. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard on Twitter. Uh, I'm, but I'm not going to be on there for a while. Just going to be honest. I'm just going to log out. Listen, uh, we were talking about this the other day. Like, I am committed to uh, continuing the cause of fighting for the things that people need, whether that's in worker movements, leftist politics, or at large. But, like, Jesus fucking Christ, would I like to know a little bit less what people are referencing on Twitter? Like, yeah, I cannot deal with another vague tweet where I'm like, I know the exact political ramifications of this thing that is five yeah. words. And it's referencing a mutual I have with like 2,000 followers, you know? Like yeah, it's just, yeah. it's, I don't need that. Yeah, I, I also don't need any other any other mutuals canceled. So like, Dude, that might is, be time to take that a break. Might be pod of its own. Anyways, my name is Michael Tabor. You can find me at Michael Tabor or you can follow the pod at shitty underscore pod. Thank you so much. For everyone who's reached out on that platform or has emailed us at crappychristians at gmail.com or reached out at www.shittychristians.com. Uh, this pod has been fun for a lot of reasons, but one of the most fun has 
one of the most fun. Uh, one of the most fun things has been uh, our little community yeah. that we've gotten to uh, get to know. It's no, been really great. I just want to say I love you all in a non-cancelable way. <laughs> you were respectfully simping for each and every one of our listeners. Yeah, I'd say that. All right. Uh, with that, thank you guys so much for listening. If we can ask you to do two things, it's get out to those polls. It's really important. <laughs> we need you to vote. Democracy <laughs> is at stake. And also, while you're out there, dismantle capitalism from the ground up. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.